What's up, everyone, and welcome back to the Carefree Black Nerd Podcast. I am your host, Rain Coleman, and I have a very special episode today. It is a conversation with Tim Barnes. Oh, my God. <laughs> if you have not heard this man's name, you are going to hear it today and all the reasons why you should become familiar. Please let these folks know, Tim, th- yeah. give some intro- something. Let the let okay. people know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm a, I'm a comedian. I'm a writer. I've written for uh the reboot of all that on nickelodeon i've written for the tonight show starring jimmy fallon i've written for a new nickelodeon sitcom called warped and right now i have a new animated web series that's uh that's coming out in three installments through comedy central on their animated youtube channel and uh it's science fiction it's about race it's about society it's about uh uh, money it's about sports it's about everything all on the setting of Mars, just to, using Mars as a way to 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 recontextualize and think about our issues on Earth right now. Uh, and I'm very excited. I hope people love it. And I'm just trying to trying to spread the word about it because I've I've been working on this for for two years. I sent in the first script the summer of uh, 2020. So uh, you can't imagine how excited I am that it's finally out for the the world to see. <laughs> yes, yes, Lord. Two years, my goodness. Yeah, yeah. Uh, oh, as a fan of animation, cartoons, and the like, I know the process for creating is length. It doesn't have the same turnaround as like a live show. But to yeah. know that you've been working on this for two years, I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> then my appreciation has gone up a little bit more now. Yeah. Oh my goodness, yes. Um, the episode will be the first episode will be linked in the show notes. So awesome. if you're listening to this um, afterwards, in the future, or whatnot, please take a look, take a a, a gander. <sighs> Before getting to Maurice, let's get okay. to Tim. What? All right. What? Okay, so I looked at, uh, um, <laughs> of course, I watched Maurice on Mars. Uh-huh. I found some other stand-up. Okay. Yeah. Did you like it? I friend, hope you liked it. Yes. All right. No, no, it was horrible. Yes. <laughs> okay, you are funny. Like... I don't, I don't, I don't know how to explain it, and I don't want to like offend you by comparing you to someone else. But it's very <laughs> much, I don't know. It's like real life funny. That is not it. Either way, it, I, I, it, yeah, I, I think uh, you can call my humor uh, dry. Uh, I know in the black community, you know, mm-hmm. you can call my humor ashy. I don't know, but um, <laughs> I'm very, very. Uh, uh, subtle a bit. And I think uh, mm-hmm. what I try to do in my comedy is um, make it conversational, mm-hmm. make it so that you don't think you're, you know, oh, he's going to say a punchline now. And right. to kind of have a little bit of a, of a, tr- uh, a rippling effect where like maybe in a stand-up set, you're, the laugh that you hear right now is actually pe- people laughing about a joke from, from two jokes ago because yes. they just caught up to it. So I try and <laughs> yes, <laughs> have these yes. waves of uh of layers to my to my jokes uh not dissimilar to the matrix maybe yeah there we go there we go that is a good <laughs> comparison yes no i thoroughly enjoyed like you i was like okay uh so there's this thing with me i am mm-hmm. i think either addicted to youtube or youtube is like a comfort blanket uh-huh. where i'll just scroll through the um the shorts or i'll go through the videos and my algorithm is all messed up, but <laughs> mo- most frequently, tiny houses and comedy is like my thing now. 
and uh-huh. I'll come across someone and they'll do maybe a minute or two of something. I'm like, oh, okay, I gotta look into this person and all this and that. You, though I am not what I'll say a comedy purist or a uh-huh. diehard I need to get to XYZ. I was like, yeah. why haven't I why is this my first time? <laughs> this humor speaks to me. Um is I appreciate it. Where you say you're from? No, no. Of course, okay. Oh, yeah. Of course. And that I've heard it several times, of course. But it, it I'm laughing every time, and I'm like, <laughs> "Am I a dork, or is this like, like what's what's going on here? Why am I responding this way?" But your comedy, I, I, I promise, I love it. I thank love you, it. thank you. I, I, yeah. I really appreciate that. I, I, I am. Uh, you know, I don't know. Sometimes I don't even know where I stand in the, you know, the stand-up world or the comedy mm-hmm. world or mm-hmm. even the writing world. You know, I'm I'm, okay. I'm kind of a uh, nebulous in a way. But mm-hmm. I think uh, everything that I do ends up centering in some way back to comedy. Whether it's like okay. I'm writing a, a a pilot script for a TV show, making mm-hmm. an animated web series. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I, anything even I try to write stuff about heavy topics sometimes. And then I, I can't help but uh, have that comedic bent at the end, at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> Look, I I enjoyed it. I I enjoyed it, and I'm looking forward to more of whatever you put out, be it a clothing line, another animated <laughs> series, a line of microphones for comedians. I'll be there, <laughs> ready and, and waiting. Um, so how did you get here though? Like how, how did comedy, was it always a part of your life? Is it something you kind of stumbled upon or how's that? Yeah. Comedy, um, I do think was always a part of my life. I come from a very funny family. Uh, (laughs) my mom has this big extended family. My dad is one of eight kids. All those kids have kids, you know what I mean? So (laughs) it's nothing, nothing but jokes. And I was, um, a pretty nerdy kid, you know, nerdy black kid kept to myself for the most part kind mm-hmm. of uh, sat back and, and watched everything, you yeah. know? And I think that uh, that, that, affected, <laughs> that affected the style of my comedy that you're talking about, where it's mm-hmm. a little bit of a, a sneak attack. And yes. I kind of do the same thing even when I'm uh, staffed on writing shows where, you know, usually there's someone who's good at acting out jokes and acting mm-hmm. out characters, or there's someone who's, who's good at punchlines or someone who's good at setups or someone who's, who's good at uh, um, situations. What my strange skill is being able to say one thing quietly in the distance that triggers the big thing that gets the laugh from someone else. And then at the end, people are like, people forget that I was even there. It's like I'm a, I call myself the joke whisperer. Okay. So, (laughs) but uh, to answer, to actually answer your question. uh, yeah, I've always loved comedy. My first goal in life was to be a filmmaker. Mm. Um, and I actually, I ended up going, I, I grew up in LA, South Central LA, wasn't allowed to okay. go outside as a kid. Uh, um, and also didn't want to, even if I lived in the suburbs, I wouldn't have wanted to go outside. I loved reading books and playing, you know, uh, and watching TV and watching movies. <laughs> and, um, so, uh, and I still like even the stuff I'm doing now is centered around filmmaking in a way. But um, I always had this little thing where I, I knew that I wanted to do comedy, like even in social settings at a party, I repeat the same sort of casual conversational Mm -hmm. jokes to see if they get the same reaction. Like I'm just naturally (laughs) curious about how people react to a certain set of words in a certain circumstance. And um, 
So I have, I have uh, these friends who were in a band and they kind of knew that I had this inkling about wanting to do stand up. And so they asked me if I would open for them uh, for a show that they were doing in LA. And I, okay. I believe that's what triggered me to first start going to open mics. And so I was going to open mm. mics that were mainly like um, poetry open mics or music open mics, where I'd be the only comedian. <laughs> and, yeah. and that's how, that's really how it started. Then I moved to Chicago with uh, my friend Ian Abramson. We went to high school together. We both were focusing on comedy. Um, started, you know, I dabbled a little bit in improv and sketch, but really focused on stand up, but was also doing a bunch of behind the scenes stuff. Like I was a podcast producer, I was a mm. video producer, that okay. kind of thing. And I used to be kind of, uh, feel weird about that tension of the two things that I was doing because, you know, there were a certain set of people who would see me, oh, like, oh that's the guy who produces podcasts or, oh, that's the comedian or which one is he? That kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, actually in the end, when I first started uh, getting jobs in the industry, all of those skills came in handy because when you're writing for something like uh, Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon and you're, you have a bit, you're basically um, the producer of whatever bit that you wrote that got picked to be on the show, basically. Mm -hmm. So you're talking to video editors, you're talking to audio editors, you're giving them very specific notes. So having uh, uh, worked uh, in those fields actually helped mm -hmm. me out in, uh, in the long run. But um, the real thing is like everything, it was just like small little steps, uh, uh, meeting one person who, who keeps you in mind, uh, and it, you know, invites you to do one thing. It's like a bunch of things like that that led me uh, down this path. But it was all about, um, you know, <laughs> trying to be specific about my goals. And, mm -hmm. um, uh, you know, when I had a goal, kind of uh, tailoring every any little step, making sure that's just one inch closer to the thing that I want to actually do. So always shaving certain things out of my resume until my resume looks like <laughs> what I want it to be. <laughs> oh, oh my god that seems like a great place to end that just to say like whatever industry you're in get that resume to reflect what what you yeah. want that, oh, that yes 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 oh my goodness you um you seem to have like okay so me being a kid much of uh -huh. a nerd as well yeah comic books cartoons sports like that was my life uh -huh. and i had the thought of oh i could be an actor i could be in a movie but being a midwestern kid where uh, there's not studios and whatnot around like maybe they were in california do you see a difference from like being in chicago versus being in like i guess what i'm asking yeah. is did any of that la-ness from a midwestern mm -hmm. kid <laughs> fuel your confidence to be like oh sure i, I can be ace comic i could be a stand-up person <laughs> Because I want to be in the pictures, but like I'm around general. <laughs> I think motors, it's you know? <laughs> uh, uh, perhaps that I think, yeah, you're right. There's like a nature nurture question there. Uh, I think probably uh, unconsciously being growing up in a city where so much industry was just around, mm -hmm. uh, certain things didn't seem totally out of grasp. But another part of that is that, um, you know, my uh, my parents are, are people of faith. And there, there is something beautiful, uh, about, a little dangerous at times about faith. You know, blind faith can be dangerous. But there is, um, I think, something beautiful about having this sort of uh, feeling that no matter what, everything will, will be all right. And uh, even though I'm not, you know, the most person of faith, 
or, mm-hmm. or you know, sometimes I feel like, uh, you know, I'm pretty agnostic. I still mm-hmm. have that thing. And I think, uh, that, uh, <laughs> that, that is just something that was so ingrained in me as a kid that mm-hmm. it's, it's just helped me out along the way of like, well, you know, uh, and it's just like the, the wisdoms that you hear from everybody, you know, yeah. work as hard as you can. If you don't get something, maybe it wasn't meant to be because you knew, you know, that you worked hard enough and, um, everything is gonna, gonna be okay. <laughs> Gotta do it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. That's good to hear. Um, honestly and truthfully, cause I, you're running through all of the things you've done. I'm always so excited to hear people's accomplishments, but to see like this, this move that you've been on, like just not even like in the industry, but like geographically, like how you've kind of migrated around because you're in New York. Am I correct? Yeah. I'm in New York. Yeah. So you go from Cali to yeah. Illinois, to Chicago and then you and like, you're, you're hitting these major spots that a lot of people just like dream of going to or their yeah. vacation to. I, th- I like, think this is, yeah. I think a part of that is, uh, is a result of me being a pretty sheltered kid mm, in that okay. uh, I don't have much uh, a locational attachment. I don't have, uh, uh, and I think that's that's something that I, I I think is why I ended up creating Maurice on Mars in a way. <laughs> like what 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 is it that attaches you to a location? Mm-hmm. I find uh, the fact that people think that because they're born in a city that whatever team is in that city is just like. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> there is just something um, something about that that I've never understood and I've always found um, fascinating. So mm-hmm. when people like sometimes people ask me questions like, which one do you like better? Well, you know, how do you deal with the cold in Chicago? My answer is usually, well, wherever I am, I'm usually staying in the house most of the time. So that never changes. <laughs> hey, same. We're all, we're, all, we're all just people in a location. And I, I find mm-hmm. the fact that we think that locations are so uh, spectacular <laughs> or yeah. so so worthy of conversation to be uh, <laughs> a little look, a little strange look the the, the romantic what romanticization whatever the, the romance field paris is the yeah. key yeah. <laughs> the way that paris is like ah romance we need to be there it's like ah, okay yeah. um, so that's a good segue let's let's um get into maurice what is this? What am I watching? <laughs> what is you, you touched on it a bit? What is this? What, what is, is it? Maurice? <laughs> Maurice on Mars is uh it's a web series, so it's 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 three episodes are coming out. They're all uh, just about five minutes long. And I um collaborated with Comedy Central to to make this happen. Um it's about a lot of things. Like I had been thinking about Mars for about five years now in a in a very concrete way when mm-hmm. I started noticing that yeah, these billionaires are getting very serious about this and they have to have some specific information. Like it's not just fun. You know what I mean? Like, and then you look at certain stats about uh, global warming. You look at certain stats about the state of the world. You just look at the state of the world and you try and imagine a little further. uh, We're going to be there. So (laughs) about five (laughs) years ago, I was like, yeah, we're definitely going to be on Mars in like 20 or 30 years. And mm-hmm. so with that being a concrete fact, how, how would being on Mars affect race? How would that affect culture? How would that affect religion? How would that affect music? How would that affect, mm-hmm. you know, everything? Mm-hmm. And so the more that I think about that, the more that um, I started having these vague ideas of just doing something 
set on Mars. And then uh, in the summer of 2020, I was in this <laughs> strange situation where I was, uh, you know, I had been writing for The Tonight Show from my apartment because I started at The Tonight Show, at, you know, during lockdown. So it was yeah. when the show was in Jimmy's house. Uh, then the there was the murder of George Floyd mm-hmm. and then this massive wave of protests. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I, I and then just surreal things about um the serious weight of everything. I think people are kind of uh, in denial of what we we've experienced in the past two years. Um, But uh, I'll never forget this sort of surreal um, feeling when I believe it was that like the day after Donald Trump uh, stated that he was going to um, sick the national guard on the protesters uh, against police brutality. The first private SpaceX rocket was launched into space. <laughs> and so there was, I, I could never imagine seeing the situation so clear where uh, the world is on fire. There's a global uh, a virus, a, a pandemic. Um, there is uh, a racial reckoning uh, <laughs> happening across the globe. And now the a billionaire has a private space vehicle that's going to, to make uh, space a, a casual thing. Um, uh, so that all kind of, uh, um, crystallized into what I initially pitched to, to Comedy Central, which mm-hmm. was this thing called Maurice on Mars. And Maurice on Mars is about, uh, a, a young struggling black artist named Maurice who works in a coffee shop. He sneaks onto a shuttle to the first Martian colony. The only job he can get there is also at a coffee shop. And because he snuck on, he doesn't get this mandatory implant that uh, erases certain Earth memories to keep the peace and to keep this to keep uh, the the members of the society on Mars uh, n- so that they're not aware of the history the history of conflict uh, mm-hmm. in on Earth. But because uh, Maurice doesn't have that implant, he is literally the only person who can actually see that this colony is just repeating the same Earth problems and putting a new face on it. Now. That is a, a very heady premise, and I somehow was able to get a, a lot of that information into one five-minute episode. That, oh, yeah. is, that is out now, yeah. um, and I know you know it's it's uh, it's something that I hope could become a show. Um, mm-hmm. But if anything, I think it's it, it's truly like the first thing that I've created. That's uh, that's just purely something that I wrote. That I that kind of is uh, the type of thing that I would like to continue making. Mm, so okay. It's like okay. the first thing I've made that I feel like, oh, my, my voice is, um, mm. is, uh, is concrete on this. <laughs> mm. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I, I can see it. it. Like having watched the first episode, that's the only one that's live at the time of this recording. Everything you've said, I can see in that five minute episode. And it, it's done so well that even before you explaining, like just watching through a first couple of times, I'm like, oh, okay, I get this. I see it. Like even the ending, the ending for as good as the episode is, the in that very last like line is what uh-huh. had me laughing the line. <laughs> like after everything that happened, that line, I was like, are you freaking kidding me? So first of all, kudos for that. <clears throat> Thank you. I... One question I do have, though, about the characters, because we do have a, a cast of colorful folks in this first episode anyways. Mm-hmm. 
is everyone from Earth? Because, um, <laughs> what's homegirl's name? Is he Janice, yeah, uh, his yeah. coworker? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> What's going on with her? Yeah, the, they... <laughs> the I, I have uh, a concept. What so, okay. my goal with this is to make uh, all of the characters interesting, to make the situations interesting, and for people to want more and to speculate a bit so that you know that if this were to become a show, there are mm-hmm. so many paths and so many things that could be explored. The, the idea is for us to question whether or not Janice is an alien. Janice, Janice is an alien, but uh, <laughs> but th- that's the thing. This is not a show. There's a lot of sci-fi shows where, where aliens are given, and mm-hmm. I was interested in a story where these are humans on another planet, and mm-hmm. they, are, they are still in the situation we're on on Earth where we're not sure if aliens exist. And so when you explore that <laughs> on another planet, you like the humans are, are the aliens, on mm-hmm. on this planet so is janice a martian is she an alien from another planet those are things to be uh to be discovered i can't uh, they they aren't explained in these three episodes okay but if people are interested enough there is a story there <laughs> i i love it i like honestly and truthfully watching through of course i'm like okay i'm excited i was like oh i hope this is good if i'm gonna be talking this <laughs> i hope this is good and like yes yes it is it's very every bit good from start to finish um i love the art style um as someone who grew up with again 90s yes old school cartoons i'm seeing the kind of shift at what some animation is now Mm. and i don't have that fanboy anger that a lot of people tend to have (laughs) but i do like this art style um yeah and i think it makes this story like for all the heavy topics that you mentioned I don't want to say it sugarcoats them because it's not it, but <laughs> it just feels heavy, but it feels like heavy, but served on beautiful China. Like, I don't know. It's, just, <laughs> it's like, it doesn't make me sad. Yeah. Think, but it doesn't make me sad. I'm like, oh, okay, well. Yeah. It, you know, it, it, police. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I love uh, the 90s, of course, as a guy who writes for Nickelodeon and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. I, I, uh, 90s um, animation is is my thing. And I kind of ultimately, when we were you know discussing the animation style, I, I kind of had this theory that um, our generation, what, what year were you born? Like, I was born in 1989. Um, oh, uh, a couple years before you, 80. Yo, 86, okay. 86. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> yeah, 86. Uh, that that we we um we deserve our nostalgia, right? Like we deserve to have, you know, and that I feel like we are there's a, there's a space where everything goes in these sorts of cycles, you know? Everything kind of dips back a bit because people remember that thing that they loved when they were a kid. And so in making my first cartoon, I wanted it to reflect the things that I loved when I was a kid as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think what you're really liking about this animation style and the the characters is that I got this uh, amazing artist named Uche to design okay. all of the characters. And he mm-hmm. has this uh, this awesome uh, webcomic called Vibe Check. And he, mm-hmm. if you can find his Instagram, he is uh, just a hilarious person one of my favorite artists and has a great mind. I think he has a, a great future ahead for him. And mm-hmm. I, it was a true honor for me to, to be able to get him on board. Like he was someone that was like, when, when this got greenlit and when we were talking mm-hmm. animation studios, like we got to get this guy on. 
Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, I, it, so a lot of what you're seeing is his natural animation style okay. and, um, or his natu- na- natural you know, character design style. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, the two kind of pillars that I suggested or the, the, when I was trying to think of the logic of the way the characters work in the show mm-hmm. is that it's uh, a little bit of the sort of abstract shapes and, and colors that you would see in yeah. something like Hey Arnold, but still mm-hmm. grounded in a sort of King of the Hill way. And so, yeah. <laughs> brother, that is, I'm going here, but you, you, yeah, y'all nailed that. Go, go ahead, yeah. <laughs> Where they're, they, they are kind of, you know, wacky looking and, you know, they can pass the, you know, there's something called the silhouette test when it comes to designing yeah. characters, yeah. but they are still grounded and they're not too abstract or weird and the shapes aren't mm-hmm. too weird. Um, mm-hmm. So <laughs> it, it, it's been interesting. Uh, the first episode is out and, you know, it has a little bit of uh, paid promotion. And so this is, this is something where, you know, it's just popping up on, on people's computers and stuff. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think this first episode with it being called radical earth theory and with the main character being black and with the creator, me being black, I think Mm -hmm. it's, it's, uh, it's rubbed a few people the wrong way. Like the comment section of this episode is uh, truly the wild west. Um, but, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, yeah, I, I was so, uh, happy to, to get to this point, uh, where it felt like we had truly created a, 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 f- a fully fleshed out and, uh, and sort of almost like an interactive world with, uh, mm. with Marisa on Mars. Like, um, uh, especially when it comes to the, the design of what the actual coffee shop looks like on the inside, where it's like, mm-hmm. it feels just normal enough it feels enough like a, a, a you know an earth uh cafe yeah. <laughs> but yes. still has a yeah. little bit of of um sci-fi flair mm. uh and i was also trying to go for a thing where like uh, marisa on mars takes place in a future but it's an unspecified future okay and so okay. the idea um is that this is a show that could have come out in the 80s or could have come out in the 70s mm-hmm. or could have come out in the 90s. Mm-hmm. And these are there, all of those concepts of the future are there. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm sorry, I start to ramble sometimes. No, but uh, that's you, like you hit all <laughs> the points. This, you, you're absolutely right because that would have, would have been my next question is like, where is this set? Or is it a just, you know, general 3000? Like, it's because mm-hmm. it's so. Even the clothing, I love, well, one, with the black characters, their uh. palms, folks, please, <laughs> like, this, this attention, so even in the abstractness of it all, yeah, these black characters have dark skin <laughs> with light palms, I'm like, this, <laughs> you rarely see this, you rarely see this at all, and I was like, you know what, I paused it and I clapped, because that's... <laughs> Oh, but even with that, the clothing, um, yep. the there's a character who is with a study group, and when it pans, the camera pans, you see all of the different clothes. I was like, this feels yeah. like just Jetsons enough, but just <laughs> contemporary. Like, it was, like, very... Yeah, yeah. Like, I could see this as a Kanye piece, but I also could see, you know, Elroy yeah. Jetson with this. I was like, okay. Yeah, yeah. Kanye was a direct influence. Like, like that was, like... Mm, okay. I do think Kanye is keyed into to the fashion of the future. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, it feels like Kanye's vision of the future is that you're pretty uh, dystopic. You are not wrong. <laughs> and we also had uh, um, a, a friend of mine, Grant Lindahl. He was involved mm. in the uh, on the Comedy Central end with giving some suggestions. He's a great artist. He created this uh, series for Comedy Central Digital called Tales from the Trip, where mm, where like okay. celebrities and people comedians and musicians they tell stories about crazy acid and shrooms trips that they've been on um and so he sent a a few you know designs of like abstract work and abstract Mm. um fashion uh, our way and uh, we sent those to uche for some inspiration for for uh, i think alistair is the character that you're talking about he's the one who has that sort of cone uh, yeah i think it's red i think think, yeah 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 I love, I love it. I, I honestly and truthfully, I'm like, and not, I'm not trying to rush you because whatever y'all got going on is what y'all got. But I want the merch. I want a hoodie. <laughs> uh, I would like a t-shirt, please. Like, I want Maurice. Uh, I want Beta. Like, ah, you know. So just throwing it out there. If that is something later on down the line, I hope. I definitely. Yeah, I want that too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you were talking. You were suggesting I might open a fashion line. Maybe this is it. Hey, look, trust and believe you have it. At the very <laughs> least, you have my money. <laughs> I'm so, I'm very much a nerd and I'm very much, I think I'm in the part of the culture. I'm not going to say stand, but in uh-huh. that, that part of the culture, you support the things you like. Yeah. Um, you know, I, to be ridiculous, um, Whataburger down here in Texas. If mm-hmm. they have a nice shirt, I'm probably going to get it because <laughs> I'm just like, oh, I like this. This looks good. But like yeah. this, yo, Maurice shirt, Maurice face <laughs> on the shirt. I'm I'm wearing it. I'm, just I so hope... someone can ask me questions and I'm yeah. like, oh, well, check this yeah. out. So. Make sure you tag Comedy Central on this. I want to make sure they hear oh, this as well. Absolutely. Yeah. I'm not even, yeah. Comedy Central. <laughs> Bring the merch and bring the full series order. Bring, you know, I'm in TV, but how, whatever y'all say, give me all yeah. of that, and uh, I'd like a movie as well. So. <laughs> wow, you're, our dreams are are totally in sync right here. There I love go. this. Yeah, there we go. I'm with it. I'm with it. I um, and you said so. It's it's three episodes. Um, yes. As of right now, it's three episodes every yes. Friday. Every Friday, uh, yes. Um, okay. So episode one came out. Episode two is coming out. Uh, June uh, 17th, and then so episode... Uh, yes. So this will go up. I'll just have this come out Friday. Friday oh, morning. yeah, yeah. So episode three is out today, and episode mm-hmm. four comes out June 24th. Episode mm-hmm. two is about sports on Mars, and episode <laughs> three is about the very first recession on Mars, which mm-hmm. Maurice starts in a very... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, bro. No <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to give too many spoilers. But I'm going to say is you know keep an eye out on the chocolate bars in all three episodes. My goodness. Well, I'll, I'll say this much. My birthday is the 24th of June, so this will be a good thing. This is my birthday present from you. I'm just letting you know. Thank you for my birthday present for this recession episode. But um, my goodness, yeah, this is honestly it is it's a great show. Um, if what we've said so far has not convinced you, then like. What are you doing? Just go watch it. Um, can you speak to Beta? Oh yes. What is happening? I have here? Uh, learned from on every podcast I've gone on. I think there's a lot of love for Beta. 
Yes. Beta for me uh, just is a, is a character that encompasses everything that I, all the questions that I have about robotics when it mm. comes down to, you know, why do, why do we as humans tend to gender robots? Um, what is sentience? Uh, if you, and, and then other questions of, you know, can a robot uh, uh, be in denial about the fact that they're a robot? Can you be a self-hating robot? Can you, uh, <laughs> or, or, you know, I think the, there's, a, there's, a, there's a conversation that happens in the first episode between yes. Beta and these two drones where for me, like deeper within that and something that could be explored in future episodes or something like that is, you know, robots are, are considered machines. They're considered, you know, tools used by humans for our purposes. So mm-hmm. if you think about that and how that parallels to, to other issues, if you were a robot, you might feel like you don't want to be considered a robot. And so I think there's Ooh. parallels with, uh, on a social level with that. Mm-hmm. So Beta is a character who's trying to move on up, trying to start their own <laughs> business. Trying, <laughs> you know, Beta does not want to be seen as a robot. Beta mm. is an entrepreneur. Beta is... <laughs> yes. Yes. So uh, there, there's a lot to be explored. There's a lot to be explored there. Uh, <laughs> Beta is hilarious. I... Beta, by the I... way, you're you an All That fan? Oh, absolutely. You know Lori Beth Denberg? Yes, I do. Lori Beth yes. Denberg is the voice of Beta. I'm... Are you serious? I'm serious. Uh, you know what? Obviously, <laughs> I genuinely like Beta. But I will also say there's probably that nostalgic uh, rose colored yeah. glasses or whatever the t- that's like sucking me because I, I wasn't, I just knew I liked this character. So that, again, sold me. This next thing you're going to tell me is that Beyonce is the executive producer. The, <laughs> like, she could be. She might not let anybody know it, but she could be pulling the strings. You're absolutely that. right. Yeah. Dude, that is what she did. Oh my God. That, like. <sighs> I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm having this like freak out moment, like I'm a kid again. <laughs> you know, sitting there watching cartoons. This is so. It's one thing to let's say X Men, the animated series. Everyone, yeah. well, for the most part, most people like that show. And it's like, oh, this is exciting. I'm looking at this show. It treats kids like they're adults. It gives us serious storylines. It's interesting. But it's another thing to then see the behind the scenes of X Men, the animated series, and like mm. to see a show like this is like I feel like that's kind of sort of what you're getting even though you're watching the show like listening yeah. to you i can see it's almost like you didn't have to say anything because everything you're saying i i can clearly see reflected through this episode so i just kudos Thank to you, you yeah. to the team like and it's so one point in particular the radical earth theory yes when that's mentioned the cackle that I released, <laughs> seeing every like it's yeah. it's. It, I'll say, unfortunately, this is probably timeless. I'm sure you could play this <laughs> ten years from now, and we may still be able to just like laugh at this beak, not just because it's good, but yeah, we live yeah. here on this earth so far. Yeah, you know what's what's but, funny about that line in particular? It is one of my favorites. Uh, might be my favorite line in the in the whole episode. Mm-hmm. That line was not written in in the scripts, mm, okay. and I think this highlights what's great about animation is that there are discoveries you can have along the way 
that you wouldn't normally have in a you know live action production. Right. Uh, so when we were recording, and by the way, this was all recorded uh, in the height of the pandemic. Uh, so mm. we shipped microphones to all of the talent and okay. had separate uh, voice recording sessions with each of them. And okay. so uh, when we were uh, recording this with uh, Joe Castle uh, Baker voices, uh, I, his, uh, the name of his character is Ernie. He's the, the angry student. And uh, <laughs> the... Uh, with the brown hair? With the... Uh, yeah, like, uh, with the, uh, oh, no, no, no. You know, he's, he's, the, he's the angry student uh, who, uh, who says radical earth theory. He's teaching okay, radical okay, earth theory. Okay, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> The uh, the audio person at Cartoona who was uh, who was uh, running all of those uh, recording sessions, he uh, he just kind of paused and said, "It seems like there's uh, something we can add here, something we can add to give a little bit of emphasis." And then mm -hmm. I said, "Oh yeah, maybe something like uh, radical earth theory." And it was like, "Bam! That's how it happened," you know. So uh, the episode is still about radical earth theory, but I never had the term radical earth theory in my mm -hmm. mind when I was writing the scripts. Um, but it was one of those great because someone asked a question and it sparked an idea and you just say one thing that that really, um, you know, gives an extra punch to this moment. Yes. And now it's like it's what I named the episode after, you mm -hmm. know. So um, it's great to, you know, and I tried to cultivate this this space, even though this is created in the most, you know, everyone's in their silos, in their apartments, mm -hmm. everything's through email kind of situation. Mm -hmm. Enough space for like people to be involved and add their own creativity yeah. to the project because it's uh there's just always these gems that you can find now does that come from the improv part <laughs> of your backstory or is that like, like I, is think, that, yeah. I think it's a little bit but it's also you know like i said like i'm a part of a, a very big family and mm, okay. um there's a there there is a um i don't know there's like a cadence that i have or or uh just like a <laughs> It's gonna sound like I'm a stoner or something, but like a life rhythm that I have, where it's uh, <laughs> okay. I like I like uh, uh, I was talking about stand up to someone the other day, and I was talking about how you know I, I use the phrase conducting an audience, and mm. I like to um, sort of when I'm in a social setting, I like to like conduct the conversation. Mm. I like to, but uh, all that really means is I like to have everyone involved and my leadership style is like a little bit more like a you know not like a dictator but a but mm -hmm. a collaborative conductor i think okay. the best uh um person to kind of compare that to and it's going to sound ridiculous me comparing myself to a legend that's not what i'm trying okay. to say but the type of um composition uh that duke ellington was famous for mm, okay. and that it was actually a little bit of conflict with him and the people in his orchestra but mm -hmm. he he was inspired by these natural improvisations that the people in his orchestra were making were making, mm -hmm. and then he would incorporate that into the final composition. So mm -hmm. it's uh, Duke Ellington compositions are are actually like they're not just purely from his brain. They mm -hmm. are okay. they're similar to you know uh, producing a sketch show at mm -hmm. uh, Second City, where it's like it starts off you're improvising a bunch, and then you kind of notice these certain things. You're like, oh, this mm -hmm. is funny. What if we do this, this, and this? And then you yeah. go from improv improvisation to a, a full, uh, a fully, you know, a constructed sketch. Uh, and I'm not, I didn't do that much improv. I'm not a big sketch person, but mm -hmm. I think that um, I just, I, I really, really love being in a room with funny people and, yeah. and getting people's takes. And um, I like 
helping to mold uh, the final product. You've done that. And uh, like, it's so interesting to hear you say that because I think a lot of times, maybe not so much now, but growing up, you get this idea that whatever said on TV is what's on the paper. Mm. Unless it's like a, like you said, more of a sketch comedy show or something of that nature, whatever said is said. But finding out years later that Tony Stark saying, I am Iron Man was not in the script. (laughs) And then seeing that ripple effect. So like to hear what you're talking about, it's like, man, that is so awesome when you are able to um, consume media however it's presented but then later on figure out like no this is not always just what's written down sometimes giving people the space to just be yeah. can have these amazing be it comedy be it drama be it animation be it i don't know a youtube blog you know like <laughs> giving people the space to be people like surprisingly enough you'll get gems yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah. And it, it's all about, uh, you know, I think when people are comfortable, you get such great stuff from them. Uh, another like uh, my one of my favorite lines in this episode, I didn't didn't write this one. Uh, mm-hmm. Dwayne Kennedy, who voices Joe, he's the one who's reading a book and yeah. is saying all the snide comments. He totally when we got to his um, recording session, like I, I had a very strict five page mandate. So um, there are a lot of things that were just <laughs> weren't on the page because there wasn't room for, for the five pages. Yeah. But I kept being like, Dwayne Kennedy is one of the funniest people on earth. And <laughs> I want to squeeze any any moment that I can cut back to Joe. I want it in there. So I had these little spots where it was like, maybe Joe can say something here. And he totally ad-libbed. He totally improvised the line after Maurice gets the jar put over him. Look at that. The system putting another brother in a jar that he totally improvised that and that is one of the funniest lines of, of anything i've ever i've ever seen like i, I just love it so much yeah um, yeah no no I, I'm, I'm with you like even and i don't i don't i don't want to give away the episode but like even in thinking about his conversation like about a song earlier for to find like to hear that after it's like <laughs> This show is bonkers. Like, it, it, it's everything matters. Like, you want that to happen. But, like, it, there's not one thing that's said that feels like a throwaway line. But it's all so good. <laughs> thank like, you. Thank you. <laughs> oh, that team and that Joe, and I was going to ask you his name. He, yeah. I'm like, what is it? I'll say this. You guys have done an amazing job at not only presenting a great episode, that makes me want to watch the episode, but you've presented every character that now I want to know more. I don't have to get a full, you know, two mm. episode arc, but like, I want to know, cause like, what are you doing? Just sitting here <laughs> in the midst of all of this, you know, and, like knowing how yeah. we got here, what do you do? Like, what is, so it's like, there's nothing in this show or I'll rephrase it, mm-hmm. everything in this show, especially the people or the persons mm-hmm. or the living, Dude, breathing bodies. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> That's, yes, characters in the show. Yeah. I want to know more. Like, I genuinely want to see, okay, even the college, like, oh, yeah. you know, what is this? You know, so <laughs> you, y'all, y'all have done Thank a you. great job. I'm, I'm so Truth. grateful that you and uh, and so many other people are, are uh, loving loving this world. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, and that's that's how I I made this so that hopefully it would get people to to want to know more. This mm -hmm, is sort mm -hmm. of uh, you know this is a bit of a teaser of what could be what mm -hmm. could be more if this were to ever mm -hmm. become a show or something like that. Perfect, perfect. <laughs> I I'll say you also you guys have done a. For me personally, I'm very much comic geek, DC, uh -huh. Marvel, all that stuff. But a lot of that is so steeped in lore that's been established yeah. to get something that's so fun like this where you don't know what's happening. Like everybody yeah. could just die in the next episode <laughs> or go back. To, or like we, I don't know. Yeah, so yeah. That unknown plus how good it is makes yeah. me like. Okay, what's happening next? You know, you. what's the yeah. continuity of this show? So it, it, it was, um, I was nervous about a few things because it feels like you can't make a show set in the future without it being compared to like Rick and Morty or Futurama, mm, you know what okay. I mean? Mm. And uh, I wanted to make sure that uh, the reality of this colony wasn't that, oh, there's all kinds of cool future things happening all the time. <laughs> and, uh, you know, uh, I got I got nervous. And I started rewatching episodes of Futurama. Like, mm -hmm. am I, because Futurama has kind of done everything you can imagine about comedy that takes place in the future. <laughs> so, uh, and, and other things, like I didn't want people to think, oh, this is, what is this, just Bob Bur Bob's Burgers in space? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I did go through this process uh, of trying to like really hone in on what this show is, mm -hmm. what makes it different from the others, and what could hopefully let it coexist with the other cartoons mm -hmm. that uh, take place in the future. Uh, and I, I, I think we found something close to to, to what that what that is, mm -hmm. uh, and I think it's it's resonating with some people. So that's great. Oh yes, oh yes, and and to your point. Um, at least with me personally, those other shows didn't come to mind because you Thank do God. like kind of think of, you know, there's a guy in a metal suit. Oh, that's just like Iron Man. And it's not <laughs> to say that you, you know, that you didn't draw influence maybe from something that you saw. But watching huh? this, I never considered Futurama. I never considered another cartoon. Like I, I might think about it now that you yeah. said it and I'm watching. <laughs> but like watching it, I was like, I was so focus on what I was consuming, it never was like, oh, this is must be fried. This is my like I no. never got that. That never was a feeling. Um what did come to mind, which is so weird, what is the movie <laughs> with um Cole Sprouse and the girl from um to all the boys I love before? It's like a movie with them going into space. Like that ah. kind of was there, but I've never okay. seen it. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't think I've seen that. I've seen previews, like Netflix or something. Like, I've never uh, seen that movie, but that was like, oh, what if this is in the same universe? Because I'm quick to do something like that. But um, but no, 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 I didn't, I didn't consider any other, like, cartoon. I was never, like, comparing it in that way. It was more or less like, oh, this yeah. is, again, deep, but it doesn't make me sad. It's <laughs> making me think, no, because, like, even when we yeah. get the, the, um, Parental clip. I'll say that. Oh yes, Vegas. I was like, uh. oh, so I like I, I'm in. The, I'm looking in the background. Like I want. I want to know. <laughs> I I want to know this now. <laughs> like so, you. I I don't. I, at this point, I'm just going to keep saying the same thing. You have done a fantastic job, but I there's not one second of this episode that I am not intrigued. That I do not want to know more. That Thank I am you. not now rooting for. <laughs> Again, I'm not part of TV, so full series order. I think. Yeah, sure. Like, okay, there sure. we go. That sounds yeah. like what should be said. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and if anyone, you know, if people are really digging this, you know, I do have a concept of, you know, what a full version of this uh, Maurice on Mars mm. can be. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. And you know what? I'm learning from the comments, you know, that it's not everyone's cup of tea. But I hope, mm. uh, uh, you know, the goal is that people who like science fiction, who like to think about uh, the future and who like comedy, uh, mm -hmm. can all, you know, find joy in this, uh, in this project. Yeah, uh, absolutely. yeah, yeah. Oh my goodness. Um, I, I don't, so I guess maybe hit on Maurice, um, <laughs> cause I imagine that this is a little bit of self art and self in art or, you know, Oh yeah, 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 definitely. Okay. It's, it's something that, uh, I think for the process that was needed, uh mm -hmm. for for this and you know i i'm totally i have no clue what the budget was on this i was purely <laughs> a creative force which is a great feeling um mm -hmm. but i think uh for the requirements and a way for it to even you know in the position that i am to to kind kind of get people that i know and the people who know me as a comedic presence to to get interested in this that uh, yeah maurice looks like me it's <laughs> he looks like a like a younger version of me mm -hmm. um i think he's uh he's a little he's a little more hopeful than me although he's still mm -hmm. jaded um mm -hmm. but yeah do, do you think that rubs people the wrong way i don't know it's uh i am very you know when i write notes to the in this process of sending notes to the animators mm -hmm. i don't say i don't say hey can can I can I do this or can Tim do this? I always refer to him as Maurice. Mm, He's okay. in my mind, someone separate from myself. Mm -hmm. uh, and <laughs> and um, but yeah, yeah, he he looks like me. Okay. Uh, yeah, I I mean it's yeah I I can see <laughs> I can see a bit I can see it there. But I I I thoroughly enjoy Maurice. He it's funny. He's funny in a way like to compare them to like live action where I could definitely see him being one of the greats. And, I, and, <laughs> and, and, and now, now bear with me now. Uh -huh. Think of like um, cartoons uh, and maybe cartoons is more so for adults. Like you, you there's like maybe a few deaths that come to mind, yeah. maybe a few characters and like watching this, I genuinely feel like, I could cosplay as um, as Maurice for Halloween. That's I could go to a convention. Like I, it, that's the greatest compliment. Yeah, yeah. I wanted him to to feel universal in a way, and mm -hmm. I I think I also you know I'm what you could call you know a palatable black person, someone who, <laughs> and that's you know because Maurice looks like me, that's who he, he is. Mm -hmm. I, you know, and I'm interested in exploring the space where you have a black character that doesn't make you think about the fact that he's a black character mm -hmm. or a character okay. that, you know, the the ability to be a universal black character is something that uh, is apparently difficult in science fiction. If you look at what's happening with like Riva in a <laughs> so I, I want I want Maurice to be um, universal. Uh, mm -hmm. But also specific when when the story requires it, and that's also how mm -hmm. I do my stand up. Like mm -hmm. my stand up is like, oh, I'm just a, a just a, a guy, and then it's like, no, I'm a black guy, and then it's like, no, mm -hmm. I'm. <laughs> so uh, yeah, yeah. Well, y'all nailed it. Y'all nailed it. I um, that's something that when I say it's heavy, but it doesn't make me sad. 
if I can get political for a second. Uh. Um, Maurice and Joe, but specifically Maurice, are black people in a future. Yeah. Again, we don't. It's not specified when, but in a lot of science fiction and uh, properties like this, you don't get a lot of us being represented in the future. Or if we are, it's like one. Yeah. Maybe two, like or like a person it's, and their child, or it's yeah. a it's a future where no one comments on race, right? So I thought yes. I actually thought it was very exciting to uh, to create a future where black people exist, but mm-hmm. where there there is still some sort of racial tension, but mm-hmm. it, it might not be the exact same way that it is on Earth, but it's still mm-hmm. you know why are the drones so quick to put a jar over? Uh, <laughs> you know why are the drones treating him a certain way? Um, these are actual legit questions that we have with, uh, mm-hmm. with the future of robotics. You know, you mm-hmm. can train robots to be just as racist as humans can be. Absolutely. You can train Absolutely. robots to have the same biases, biases. Mm-hmm. Am I saying that right? I don't know. But, um, <laughs> so the, the, you know, that situation is a subtle way to explore some of those, some of those issues. And I, again, I think you guys have hit the nail on the head. I'm not biased because we're talking. I'm biased because I enjoyed it. So, you know, if you're listening, you're like, oh, he's just saying it. Well, go and watch for yourself and, and come back and, and argue with me because it's, it's I'm, honestly, it's an enjoyable experience um, watching. And I think there is, y'all pack so much in this. Like, there is like a protest, kind of, sort of. I was like, what is happening? Yeah, it's like a mini revolution. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, this is so but it's it's done in a way that again I say it makes me think, but it doesn't make me sad. And not to say that you shouldn't just me personally, I'm not sad at what I'm watching, what I'm uh. consuming. Um and I think it's something that really I don't know what it's rated. I'm grown, so I watch everything, <laughs> but I feel like you could let a younger person watch this and like, is that, am I right? Cause I don't have no, you're right. Yeah. Know. And I think that's sort of, sort of intentional. And I think that's um, something, a skill uh, that I've kind of gained writing for, for two Nickelodeon projects is sort mm-hmm. of finding a pretty universal tone yeah. uh, while being able to, to tackle difficult topics. And I'm, I'm a comedian who likes that challenge. You know, there's mm. this conversation about, you know, comedians feel like they have to tiptoe or that, right. you know, quote unquote woke or what I don't know what's mm-hmm. going on, like all these words floating around. But, uh, <laughs> you know, this is the challenge of the situation of our current era. And so mm-hmm. uh, I think that there's a lot of skill necessary in finding the right frequency to uh, tackle an issue uh, and uh, to, to create comedy that can kind of hit all quadrants, but mm-hmm. still feel singular. Uh, this yeah. is again where I start saying everything I say just turns into verbal jazz. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> um, you you've done it though. I'm I'm over here jamming to it. It's, <laughs> it's 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 honestly truthfully that that good. I think you it um you fall for the characters. You get interested in the world, and even if there is some opposition, I think that it, it's still it's still worth a watch like Mm -hmm. don't blindly oppose it if that's where you're going to end up that's where you're going to land but there's nothing that i feel like has been presented that was untrue that is malicious that is like (laughs) evil like this i don't know i just 
it's yeah, just good. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so. and these are things that I naturally, uh, you know, like you've been saying, like uh, there are a lot of topics that could be very sad, mm-hmm. um, and I think a lot of comedians have this thing where you can always find something funny and it's that's scary and that's the edge mm-hmm. that every com- that's the edge that every comedian is talking about these days it's mm-hmm. like but uh yeah there there is a path to to find humor in certain intense topics mm-hmm. and to make that something that's expansive and that you know you can you can also learn from it mm-hmm. uh so yeah not to be a comedy ted talk guy but uh <laughs> You know, these are the things that I'm interested in and these are the things that I make. And it, it just is what it is. It's not going to mm-hmm. not going to change. <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah, it's again, you guys done well. Um, I would like for everyone listening, everyone under the sound of my voice, even if this <laughs> is blasting from someone's car and you can hear it, go over to YouTube. No, <laughs> check, the, check the link in the show notes. I'll have everything listed. I want. I, I honestly, truthfully would love for everyone to give this episode, this show, a watch. It's not going to take a lot of time out of your day. You're going to get, like, you drive, well, not driving. Um, <laughs> don't, drive, don't drive and watch, but, like, yeah. it's compact enough that you can find time to sit yeah, down. Yeah, if you're on the bus, if you're on the train, if you're on the elevator, on the escalator. If Absolutely. You're, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. If you're babysitting. Uh, No, what? I don't know. Uh, But yeah, (laughs) give this, give, give it a watch. Um, Marisa Mars, I can't say that. Marisa Mars, Marisa Mars, Marisa Mars. Um, (laughs) What, what do you, what do you have? Any maybe thoughts? Any questions? Any predictions for the (laughs) for the series? I don't know. Love interest coming up for Marisa. (laughs) Um, uh, Do you have any maybe final? thoughts, concerns, or even a message that you'd like to get out um, in reference to Maurice? Um, nothing is uh, is popping to my mind right now, but mm-hmm. I think uh, uh, in an effort to, to promote this and uh, spread awareness, like all I really want to do is let, you know, let people know that real human be- beings created this show and that uh, it's uh, it's a show that was made with a, with a lot of care. It's not, you know, just some corporation churning out some you know, from an algorithm, some product, which I think uh, is uh, an honest feeling that a lot of people have when they, Mm -hmm. when they, they get content popping up in their feed. Um, But this is a a show that was created with a lot of care and a lot of love. And I want people to, to hopefully love these characters and and to want more. Um, And um, yeah, I, I don't know if I have a message but it's, uh, <laughs> it's uh, you know, just keep watching Maurice on Mars. And if you like it, um, spread the word because it's just one like, one share, one, mm-hmm. you know, positive comment could, well, goes a long way. And uh, I appreciate everyone who's who's uh, showing love for it. Um, cool. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, amazing. Amazing. Um, please let these folks know where they can follow you, support you. Um yeah. Enjoy you. <laughs> purely professional manner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, so you don't want my OnlyFans account. Uh, I mean, you know, you I'll put it in the show notes <laughs> if you got it, you know, but hey, it's up to you. <laughs> uh yeah, you can uh follow me on Twitter at Tim Barnes four five one. That's a temperature at which jokes burn. You can get more information me at uh Tim dot com. And uh yeah, yeah. Uh 
I have a, a, a co-host a Star Wars podcast called Yub Nub with these two other comedy writers, Greg Iwinski and Jim Fagan, where we talk about Star Wars. But the focus is always on being a Star Wars podcast for fans who actually like Star Wars. So yeah. trying to even when we have, you know, things that we don't like about Star Wars, we always try to go back to that core, lo- you know, childlike love that we have for this franchise at the end mm-hmm. of the day. So um, and it's all about just having fun. Uh, so, yeah. Those are the places you can find me. Uh, Maurice on Mars, just type it in everywhere. Maybe uh, use the hashtag Maurice on Mars if you post it anywhere. And um, anything to make me stop rambling right now. I always do this oh. at the end of podcasts and conversations <laughs> where I just keep, uh, <laughs> don't know how to end with a definitive statement. That's uh, all right. That's all right. That's, that's part of your charm. That's part of your charm. Um, I'll, if I can for a second, I tried to get into Star Wars. I'm not against it. I'm not opposed okay. to it. Yeah. I like it. I just don't have the same like conviction that others have. And recently I was like, Star Wars fandom is eating so good, but a lot of them seem so miserable. I was like, but yeah. I like what I've seen. Yes. So, and I actually started listening to one of the um, episodes of Yup Yup Yeah, yeah. And I, I, don't, I, was, I don't know if this Star Wars fans <laughs> don't chop my head off, but I'm like, okay, this is something that may not get me into Star Wars, but will uh-huh. make me um, keep me like maybe abreast of what's happening and get me a little bit more knowledge because uh-huh. I don't like the hate that I've seen. So I'm like, I just want to enjoy the, the franchise, but I don't want to do it wrong. Yeah, yeah. So I will say to you guys, it's credit. I started listening to it. Maybe your most recent episode, oh. whichever one is on your site. Yeah. Click that. And I was like, okay, this is, this is good. I can yes. see myself listening. So I'll say, Hey, Jack of many trades. All trades I appreciate so it. I appreciate mm-hmm. it. Absolutely. Yeah. Whew. Um, and, uh, Yubnub will be also listed in the show notes. You guys have no excuse <laughs> to say, Oh, well, I couldn't find you. Yeah, it's all listed. So if you're listening, check the show notes. You'll have all that listed there. Um, Tim, you've been phenomenal. You, um, you know, truly, uh, you have been a great, uh, host. Uh, so many great questions, genuine interest. I've uh, uh, I've been on the end of being an inter- uh, the person interviewing people. Mm-hmm. I've been in a lot of different interviews, and uh, you bring uh, like an amazing amount of of energy. Uh-huh. And uh, you know, this truly feels like uh, you know a, a fun space to be in uh, in conversation mm-hmm. with you. So I appreciate you for having me on. And if uh, you ever want me back on, I'm happy to join you. Oh, absolutely. This is your open invitation to come back. <laughs> Even if you, I don't know, again, do a clothing line. Whatever. <laughs> You're always welcome back. Don't, please. <laughs> so, and, and, and all you guys, well, first of all, thanks for your kind words. You didn't have to say all that. I didn't pay this man. <laughs> yeah, did I read it well? Yeah, I know you yes, put you all did. that you in did. the did. chat here. You and, did. Cut this. Yeah. <laughs> um, but no, everyone, please, please go and follow Tim. Follow him on social media. Get those numbers up. Show Comedy Central that, hey, this has an audience. You know, even if it's this niche group that listens to this <laughs> black nerd rant about comics, <laughs> we're here. No, so please check out the show. Follow Tim. Um, use the hashtag. I'm big at hashtags up here, Maurice on Mars. And um, I'll be sharing this throughout the, the next couple of weeks with the two episodes dropping um, today and following Friday. And awesome. thank you, thank you, thank you so much again for coming on and, and, and just, you know, talking your, your good stuff with us. I very I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Thank you. 
Oh, okay. Well, guys, you can follow me on Twitter, Carefree Blurred, everywhere else, Carefree Black Nerd, TikTok, Carefree Blurred, because y'all know I'm trying to blow up over there, little <laughs> dances and whatnot. So hit me up there. Um, if you have to email me, uh, carefreeblacknerd at gmail.com, please make this subject line pretty clear so I know what I'm getting into. And until next time, stay carefree, stay nerdy, stay geeky. And if you ever find yourself on Mars, at a coffee shop please be kind of aware actually watch Maurice on Mars so you'll know what to anticipate if you do end up in Mars on a coffee shop <laughs> alright y'all <laughs>